Um, do you have another anecdote? No, I didn't even record the first one. Oh, okay. I record. I started when we started talking about you being sick. Do I have an anecdote? I I could redo mine. You could laugh at it again. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Okay. So my mother, Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, but no, my mom, love her to death. Um, but she just she has this habit of just telling me things very urgently that could absolutely wait things that i don't really need to know would you give me an example oh yeah chris i'll give you an example uh when i was in high school you know just like 15 16 years old uh i'm asleep i wake up for school at like 6 45 maybe something like that my mom bursts into my room at 5 30 in the morning on the phone she's like nick someone just stole the tires like your sister's car i'm on the phone with the police right now and i'm like Oh, yeah? She's like, yeah, just right out front of her house. And you know, from the other room, I hear my sister going, why are you telling him this? And she's like, well, I think he'd like to know. And me and my sister both went, yeah, later. Well, I can tell you that if your life was a Spider-Man comic book, that would be a great exposition dump. It'd get you out swinging around trying to find them tires. Yeah, it would. Yeah. I'd be stumbling out of my bed. Yeah. Do you think Spider-Man sleeps in the costume? In the costume? Yeah. No, probably not. Not the mask. Definitely not the mask. Definitely not the It'd mask. Be but psychotic behavior. It'd be stinky. Yeah. Because he wears it under his clothes. So. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the nastiest shit, right? Theoretically, oh, yeah. he could probably get away with having like a outfit, right? Because the suit's trapping in all the stink. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like if you if you put on Under Armour and went to sleep in it, like yeah. shirt, pants. Eventually, it'd see and through. then wore those underneath your clothes after you slept a minute. People would be like, "You smell like you slept in your clothes, Chris." <laughs> anyway, so then your mother. So today I get a text from my mom, telling me about my sister being out about in the town, telling me about her, her water breaking. And I'm like, why would I care about my sister's plumbing right now, like in her apartment, just like leaking water? Like that sucks. But I'm at work right now. Why would you? Oh my god, my sister's pregnant. Yeah. Oh my god, my sister's having a baby. Turned out yeah. to be a false alarm, but yeah. I just thought it was money that funny that instead of being excited for my nephew, I immediately was just mad at my mom for no reason. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. I watched Spider-Man like what feels like a month ago. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 like a month ago. And I struggle to recollect that. Yeah. Um, speaking of Spider-Man... Two. We watched it. Yeah. So, uh, Spider-Man Two. This is a movie that you. Oh fuck. Um. Sorry, I'll cut this out. But before that's we... fine. Uh, when I got home earlier, you had, you had mail. Important mail. I don't know. You should read it for us, maybe. Okay. Uh. Return address just says Spider-Man Two. It's, did not get licked. So like uh, it's like uh, might just be faulty envelopes. You can't really can't really tell these days. Yeah, it's unlicked. 
don't know how I'd know this, but it's licked. <laughs> I don't think it's licked. I just licked it a little okay. bit. And it tasted pretty unlicked. All right, local director Sam Raimi returns with the highly anticipated sequel to the 2002 smash hit Spider-Man, uh, titled Spider-Man 2. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, I was reading on the Wikipedia page. Is this in the letter? No, I'm kidding. Raimi you returns. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that uh, something about like reinventing the wheel, basically. It was like, oh, Spider-Man 2 is uh, just... Uh, just uh, Highly influential. Brain broke. All right. Anyways, Raimi returns with everyone's favorite characters from the first film. Notorious sex pest, James Franco. And his brother also sex pest? I think his brother's clean. Clean boy. From what I know. Sex pest, James Franco. Tobey Maguire's open mouth. Oh, yeah. He loves breathing on that mouth. Kirsten Dunst uh, in a suspiciously wet dress. A shoehorn cameo for Ra- from Raimi's brother. Uh, and I think Spider-Man is in this one, too. Spider-Man's not in this one too much. Not a lot, no. Not a lot. Uh, just as Raimi redefined his skills by making the same movie twice in the 80s with Evil Dead 1 and 2, he does the exact same shit here. Yeah, well, again, just makes me think about how badly I want to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 with you. Oh, uh, well, I... Oof. Especially because he was also attached to... Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 1 initially. I'd really like to do... I mean, I feel like we've said this each episode since we've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I really want to watch too. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, several father figures attempt to mentor a 37-year-old, Peter Parker. Uh, that's very funny. He's very old in this film uh, and in the previous film. Uh, unbelievable that he's in high school anyways. Uh, Peter Parker, while he makes an ass out of himself at every conceivable term, especially romantically. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say incel because he seems unaware of what he's doing. Yeah, he's celibate, but very involuntarily. He's trying real hard. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, one of these mentors goes crazy, just like the last time, Mm -hmm. uh, because he did some bad science. Uh, He tries to kill Spider-Man, and Mary Jane gets kidnapped again. But much like Evil Dead 2, everything in this film is done a bit better uh, than in the film that preceded it. Spider-Man fights harder, swings faster, and our villain is a more compelling... uh, Oh, wait compelling oh is more sorry not a more i got you okay so that's my kerfuffle uh our villain is more compelling and a joy to watch and peter parker harasses stalks and make women feel generally uncomfortable more than ever before (laughs) yeah a lot of this movie is just him being a creep Uh, which i guess fits kind of spider-ish i uh i guess you think spiders are creeps i think spiders are probably suave yeah yeah out of bugs, anyway. spiders fuck. Spider. Tobey Maguire, Kristen Dunst, uh, and James 16 and under Franco are still terrible, and the dialogue is still nonsense, but Alfred Molina, did I say it right? Molina? Molina? Uh, whips ass all night long, 6 out of 10. What would a 6 out of 10 translate to? Oh, like a C, D, maybe. C, D, that's what you think? Well, we'll get to it later. Well, whoever wrote that letter, that's what they think, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, Spider-Man 2 wrote that <laughs> Okay. about itself it's so self-aware it's like um the fucking lizard king in that uh ultron movie what's his name it's james oh spader. james spader yeah i was very confused you said the i don't know what who i was thinking of for the lizard king but yeah it's james spader anyway okay so real quick you have a giant stack of papers are these all bits we're gonna do throughout the course of this or is no, this these a script are just, you're working these are, on these are just uh if I look at that one, then I, I swear to God, if it's the same thing over and over again, I'm gonna have to kick you out. <laughs> no, it is it's literally just that letter, but with more typos, and then I rewrote it. Oh, okay. 
or uh, this is uh, one of our fans did. I guess this is fan mail. This is something that you talk about a lot. Spider Man Two. Well. Yeah. I don't feel like I talk about Spider Man Two talk about that Spider-Man much. A lot. I talk about Spider Man Two here and there. Uh, I think Spider Man Two is okay. Um, Just okay. I. What the fuck was that? What the f was that? Um. Oh, it was my sister sending me a meme. Anyways, I feel like you talk about it a lot. Uh, I don't know. I I'm mean, not saying like every day. Yeah, but, I know. You know um, it's, a, it's a superhero movie. I think you touch on it. It's a touchstone. It is a touchstone. I feel like all these Raimi, yeah, these Raimi Spider-Man movies are, for lack of a better term, iconic. Yeah. But I don't think they're that good. Um, just like the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I think, honestly, I enjoyed watching Spider-Man 1 a little bit more than this one. That's so funny because I thought you were going to be really mad at me when I said I think I liked the first one more than this one. Yeah. Um, Which is insane because this one is arguably better in every way. Yeah, exactly. It is It is a really, just like Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, Yeah. Sam Raimi was like, okay, well, I'm making the same movie again. Yeah. I know what to do better exactly mm-hmm. and did it. So, yeah, it is more interesting to watch Spider-Man do shit. He's actually like yeah. shooting webs and flipping mm-hmm. off shit. Um, I think Alfred Molina I mean I'll get to him at the end because he's the best part Um, but then again I think like I don't know I I, just the dialogue in this movie is just as bad as the last one the acting is just as bad as the last one the weird Peter Parker stuff is just as bad as the last one yeah Um, and this movie is barely barely saved by the train scene and Joey Diaz Joey Diaz. Such a weird kid. Yeah. And Not even a cameo. The funny just, was a he's nobody. an actor. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, an actor. A, he's an extra. Um, and Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah, I don't. I had. I, I think Spider-Man 1 is much more charming, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have very similar uh, feelings towards Evil Dead 2 and 1, honestly. Yeah. 2, way more fun. It's a better movie, arguably. Not a better movie, arguably. But yeah, I feel like I go back to Evil Dead 1 more. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just there's just charming. I don't know what to say other than it's got charm. It's got a lot of charm. And also, in the basement, where they find the fucking Necronomicon, the Hills have eyes poster on the wall. That's neat. Yeah. Do you know that Evil Dead 2 is called Evil Dead 2 and not The Evil Dead 2? Because they Ooh. couldn't get the trademark to The Evil Dead again. Wow. So technically, it's not a sequel to The Evil Dead gnarly that's a gnarly fact anyways spider-man 2 uh he's out of college or in college he's in college he's in college yes and he works as a pizza man not a good pizza man not for long he gets fired almost immediately um eight minutes is a real was he? Did he have like an eight hour? Like he had, he had a half hour, and he only had eight minutes left to get it delivered. That kind of a thing. Yeah, it was okay. a thirty minutes or okay. less deal, which is insane. I don't. I don't think I've yeah. ever in my life seen an actual pizza place that does thirty minutes a lot or less. Let alone in New York. Let alone yeah. for a guy who rides a bicycle. Well, IRL Domino's did it in the eighties, and people died. They died. You no, know, like car accidents and stuff. Oh, I'm pretty okay, sure you can look it up. You can look it up. But yeah, that's the avoid the noid thing. That was what it was. Is if you didn't get your pizza in 30 minutes, the noid got it. Ah, made it cold. Oh right? no! Well, somebody killed somebody because they thought the noid was like mocking them. It was an insane man. It was like <laughs> yes, the Domino's is using the noid to send messages to my brain or something yeah. like that. But fun fact, not fun. This is definitely going to bring the podcast down for a second. When I worked at Jimmy John's, one day a regional manager came in um, and tore down all the freaky fast signs. I'm like, what's up? Apparently, a Jimmy John's driver in Texas 
was driving freaky fast, ran a light, hit and killed a five-year-old boy. Ooh. Yeah. And so we dropped freaky fast for a while. Then we got it right back. Yikes. But you know what they always say at Jimmy John's? Fast on your feet, not on the streets. Yeah, they do say that. And also, Jimmy John. Hump the whale or whatever it was. What shark. Was it? Like shark. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Also a monster. Hate that guy. Yeah, weird guy. He, I, the thing that gets me the most about him is he, he's just the weirdest looking guy. He's yeah. friends with Guy Fieri. So yeah. he looks like a guy that would be friends with Guy Fieri. Yeah. What he dresses like Robert Downey Jr. in the Iron Man movies. <laughs> like he just wears these weird suits and these weird sunglasses and like yeah. tennis shoes. And I'm pretty sure it's because he's just a schlubby dude. And he's like, well, I'm a billionaire. I guess that's what billionaires are supposed to dress like. So I guess yeah. that's how I'm going to dress. It's insane. TBH, if I could afford it, I'd dress like our, uh, RDJ. Yeah. Yeah. I dress like, honestly, I dress like Kanye West. I a billion dollars. <laughs> I just be wearing masks and shit. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so anyways, you can't get these pizzas on time. There's a pretty funny little slapsticky bit. Um, with the mops in the closet. With the mops in the closet, which it. again, parallel with the second one, right? You know, Evil Dead 2 is a little more slapsticky. Um, later on or then, there's that. also there's that scene where he talks about the suit riding up in the crotch. I remember that being very funny when I was a kid. That was something yeah. that really, really made me laugh. Him and I love the 80s Hell Sparks. Yeah. But anyways, let's oh. not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. We don't have to go through this thing chronologically or anything like that. But also... Bits that we like. What's that? bits that we like yeah bits that we like then who knows what happened i think he's like looking at a billboard of there are billboards of kirsten Dunst, mary jane just everywhere yeah but they like zoom out of the one because like it's supposed to be like as if he was looking at her and he's yeah, like i look op- at you every day it's the opening shot of the movie yeah oh boy <laughs> skin it's, crawling it's very creepy it's not as bad as him doing it to her through her bedroom window through his bedroom window yeah yeah so that's an improvement um is this the movie where you get the thing where he bumps into her outside of like the diner or whatever and uh no that's the last one. Oh, okay okay anyways uh she's on broadway yeah the importance of being earnest yeah okay so yeah 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 uh i think he gets scolded by his professor because he can never do his homework his one-armed professor who is the lizard yeah doesn't get the chance to be uh and then kirsten's like hey come to my uh broadway play and he's like oh boy oh oh boy do i want to oh oh boy oh Bro, boy your impression is great thank you that's incredible <laughs> i'm i'm over here blown away right now but she's yeah very much so like hey literally everybody i know has come to see my play your 95 year old aunt has yeah. come and seen my play peter parker why aren't you here and he's like oh boy yeah some other interesting things that happen his grandmother falls asleep at a party <laughs> yes she's she's just at the kitchen table with her hands in her with her head in her hands asleep which we talked oh. about you don't just nod off like that yeah. you have to actively put your head down on yeah. a kitchen table while people are at your house and go i'm gonna take a little nap yeah um much more believable that she went to a chair and like was like i'm gonna catch a like a couple minutes real quick yeah but no she's at a kitchen table mm-hmm. yeah uh her house is getting foreclosed on uh spider-man spills his beans that he feels like he not in this scene it happens oh later. yeah i'm just i'm yeah. talking about just shit i remember yeah. uh he spills his beans Spider about like beans, hey, boy. uh oh boy i i didn't mean to but i basically was an accomplice to my uncle's murder mm-hmm. and she goes upstairs and he said i i, I 
that I don't like the scene itself, but I like at the end where she pulls her hand away and she runs upstairs. Yeah. And just that shot of him at the table alone. And you hear her upstairs going, you shouldn't have spilled your beans, boy. Oh. That's a that's a that's a spoiler for later. Oh, what else happens? Uh, Kirsten is, dates a billionaire's son, a no. football player. J. Jonah Jameson's son. Yeah, like a football playing astronaut or whatever. Yes, and other people, right? Wasn't oh, and yeah, then like the coolest kid at high school, and then for some reason she's. I guess it's true love, but what are you in love with about Toby McGuire? Yeah, we were talking about that while the, during the movie. Her 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 rose gallery, so to speak, yeah. so far is her rose gallery. I her, like that. The uh, the cool guy in high school, coolest guy, cool car, cool guy, cool car. Um, in the end, no sense of humor. Yeah, billionaire tech giant Norman Osborn's son. Yeah, so the son of a billionaire. But also, he's dumb as shit. But also, he's dumb as shit. And now. An astronaut, the first man to play football on the moon, and Peter Parker, a guy who can just can't deliver pizzas, can't deliver a pizza, is like, yeah, I think or I got do a his shot. homework. I think I got a shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Side note: uh, James Franco, his uh, Harry Osborn character, uh, it's fine. Characters can be this Shh. way, but insufferable. Oh, I hate him. He's just wacky. So yeah. just, well, he does not fit with anybody else in this movie. I hate uh, that the first line of dialogue is like him being like, how's your spider friend? Yeah. He goes, hey, buddy, how are you doing? You don't return my calls. How is Spider-Man? He killed my dad. It's like, I wonder why he doesn't return your calls, Harry. Yeah. But also, if I were Harry, I mean, I'd get it. Yeah. Chris, if you knew who killed my dad and you were like, Nick, there's bigger things happening here than you and me, I'd be furious. <laughs> I wouldn't talk to you anymore. So anyways, uh, la 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 la, Alfred Molina is someone that Peter's supposed to be doing a report on. Dr. Otto Octavius. And he's making a small son in his studio apartment. Being paid for by Norman Osborn. Being paid for, yes. uh, Harry Osborn, I mean. Anyways, that goes awry, obviously. Gives everyone in the studio cancer. They won't know that for a couple of years. I really like the scene right before this, though, of Peter and Alfred Molina and his wife... Having dinner together. Just having dinner together. Yeah. Um, I don't like when she goes, do you have a girlfriend, Peter? And he goes, well, kind of. No. Ooh. No, Peter Parker. The no, answer is no, you don't. You don't. Um, but I think it's a, a great example of my favorite thing in this movie. Yeah. Alfred Molina, Dr. Ock, Dr. Doc Ock, goes, read your poetry. That's how I got Rosie. Women love poetry. That's awful. Yeah. When you think about it, and all the dialogue in this movie is awful, but for some reason, Alfred Molina just sells all of it. Yeah. I think he's just incredible in this entire movie. Reminds me of that part in the trailer for that new Spider-Man we just watched that I didn't like, where all the kids giggle at them being like, his name's Otto Octavius. Yeah, that's. I know it sounds like Octopus, kind of, but like it also sounds like a normal name. Yeah. Kind I know of. somebody whose name is Octavia. Yeah. Yeah. Octavius. Dr. Octavius. Doesn't sound that crazy. But anyways. if you do have four extra arms and that's your name, it is a little silly. But again, it's, but it's a, not laugh out loud funny. It's a bad joke in the trailer. Yeah, because yeah, it's not laugh out loud funny. You um, know? They'd have to say like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Something funny. Anyways. He makes a little sun. No one really gives a shit that he just injects yeah. four arms onto his body. Yeah, that's kind of an insane. afterthought. So the thing about the sun, though, is that it's basically pure radiation. Yeah. 
they all have cancer now. Oh, just crazy cancer. Yeah. yeah, there's no way they don't. They just went from zero to stage four. In a yeah. Minute. Um, surprise, surprise, that goes bad. Real bad. His wife he gets... saunters off into the... No, he doesn't. He's escorted to the hospital. Which rips. Also, side note, the whole glass thing with his wife getting impaled. When I was a yep. kid, I was always like, oh. Yep, yep. And even as an adult, I was like, oh. Yeah, and she just kind of falls on the ground, and they pull her out later on a stretcher, and she's yeah. fine. There's no no cuts on her face or anything like that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's weird. That is odd. Um, Spider-Man comes and saves the day there, so I guess that's why Dr. Octopus hates him. But, yeah, they bring him to a hospital. Oh, yeah, he pulls the plugs. Yeah. He well, I think the thing you're forgetting is that uh, Harry agreed to give him more funding if he kills Spider-Man. Okay, yeah. Yes. But also, I think later he's just like, Spider-Man was there. It must have been his fault. My calculations could not have been wrong. Yeah. Um, but anyway, hospital. Hospital. How do you feel about the hospital scene? That's a really good scene. I think it rips. It's a great scene. I think it's... I, I, I love thinking about Sam, 2004 Sam Raimi just being like, I'm going to scare the piss out of these kids. <laughs> just there's no yeah. music. It's just yeah. these crazy crash zooms mm-hmm. that he always does. Uh, people just screaming. There's a woman who gets dragged and her yeah, fingernails are oh, scraping. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I, I physically contorted every muscle yeah. in my body. was like, no, I don't like that at all. Because you know how hard linoleum is. Imagine scratching yeah. linoleum. Um, and yeah, the arms are just it. jutting around the room and like crushing people's heads and throwing yeah. them across the room. And you just see Dr. Octopus and he's just uh, like unconscious, jerking just jerking around. Yeah. And then he wakes up and he sees everything. And he goes, no, yeah. and the arms go up with him. Mm. And then he runs out onto the street, just yeah. all messy and stuff like that. And like, just everyone on the street is like, what the fuck? And just cars <laughs> are flipping around him and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's what I love the most about him in this movie, besides his amazing acting. Yeah. He feels just like, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I've seen way less of these movies than you have. Yeah. But he feels like a universal monster to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like he just like, like even him, yeah, just like scale in the buildings and stuff yeah. like that. And he's just this big hulking monster. And like the way the arms move with him and the way um, Alfred Molina plays it most of the time, he just feels like a big sad Frankenstein. And I love it. Yeah. Um, to take it back one step, uh, okay. that reminds me of that thing we've talked about before. I think we were talking about something Cronenbergian, and we were just like talking about like the '80s, how like everything had like weird fucking sorry, weird effing, just uh, messed up, body horror esque, disgusting yeah. shit. And uh, then when they were just like, yeah, no, we're done getting weird with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were in conjunction with that. We were talking about like uh, how movies for a long time were just like yeah right in the middle of this movie we're just gonna have the scariest thing you've ever seen yeah. for a second yeah, yeah. And yeah this is probably the most recent example i can think of of like that's the last movie i can remember that just like hey it's spider-man but then for a little bit yeah like when i i had this movie on dvd as a kid i remember every time i would get to there i would next chapter i would uh. skip through it because i was so afraid of it so seeing it the other day i was like it almost felt new to me like i just yeah. had a very brief flashes of memories of what that scene looks like and seeing it again i'm like fuck that was awesome that was one of the uh scenes that my dad liked to put on yeah uh, because growing up like uh just to fall asleep to no just uh, to i don't know just as like a hobby you'd just be like yeah i want to watch this 10 minutes of from dust till dawn but only this 10 minutes the rest of the movie sucks that's very funny you know or like this 10 minutes from x2 because that's the good 10 minutes the rest of it sucks Mm mm-hmm 
not that it sucks, but like I don't need to watch the whole fucking yeah. movie, you know, or like this ten minutes from Spider Man Two. I don't really need to watch Spider Man Two again, but that you know, Doctor Octopus on the hospital bed scene is worth rewatching. That's very Yeah. Um, Just loud as hell on the surround sound. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a big Universal monster uh, vibes. You know, there's a lot to be said about the relationship between horror and comics, um, and especially like superhero comics. Um, excuse me, and especially about uh, Marvel and uh, horror movies. I feel like more so than DC. I could be wrong. Um, almost. It seems like a, a a predominant amount of their like superheroes and supervillains are the result of science gone awry, which is exactly what yeah most of the Universal monsters is about. Uh, that's what you know Frankenstein's about, or Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, or the Invisible Man, or some of the deeper cuts like uh, I think it's called the Invisible Ray or something like that. Or um, yeah, there's all kinds of deeper cuts you can you can dig out um that's very interesting i've never thought about that before but yeah that makes perfect sense yeah just if the fly went better for him oh yeah the fly is another example he'd be a a marvel superhero yeah absolutely so anyways um but yeah alfred molina that'd be some you you know you see that you know no context i mean you're just in that movie universe you'd be like what the fucking shit is that yeah that's a goddamn monster Yeah. yeah um i wish there were a superhero who could fight this and then just a man with a spider's head runs in. There's a little spider next to him with a mantle. Uh, one complaint I have about this movie, although it is such a fucking piece of shit thing for me to bring up. Look at me. I said I was going to stop swearing, and I just can't stop, can I? Just be um, you, Chris. What's that? Just be you. Yeah, but I got such a potty mouth. Anyways. Yeah, but so do I. And if you stop, it'll make mine sound worse. <laughs> Spider-Man is just super strong, right? He... What do you mean, just like he is super strong? Yeah, or that's he's got all he's super got. strong. Yeah, yeah. Just punching the shit out of Doc Ock, and he's fine. That's a great point. You know, maybe he's pulling his punches. Doesn't want to like explode his head. Yeah, but he could. He could. He definitely could. But I don't think yeah. he wants to because he was like a father to him for one afternoon, yeah. Chris. So, anyways, the J. Jonah Jameson found not him personally, but a gentleman brings in Spider Man's gear. Yes. Like, oh, hey, check out what I found. Definitely. Yeah, we definitely went right past the sub, the B plot in this movie. Spider Man doesn't want to be Spider Man anymore. All out of cum. Oh, so nasty. Just can't shoot web no more. Oh, Sometimes gnarly. he goes to shoot web and just goes ah, ah. like it yeah. literally makes that noise. He's Which like, I was hoping Whoa. we'd talk about very close to the end, so I could segue into the lighthouse. But yeah, gives up the costume. A garbage man brings it to JJ. Yeah, gets like a hundred bucks out of it. Yep, yep, something like yep, that. Yep. And then he feels bad about it because crime starts going up 75%. Mm-hmm. We're sorry, Spider-Man, come back, is what everyone says. Um, well, Dr. Octopus... Such a cartoonish amount for yeah. Spider-Man to have an influence in the city. Yeah, Crazy that Spider-Man can bring uh, crime down by 75% in New York City, and yet Batman is just drowning in Gotham. <laughs> yeah, can't get a grip on it. I do like, like that being cartoony. I do like the cartoony bits in this movie, i.e. when... Doc Ock robs the bank that Joel McHale works at. He breaks into the safe. Just a bunch of bags of gold coins everywhere. Uh, yes. So yeah. good. Insane. <laughs> and I love that he's throwing them at Spider-Man. Yeah. And like, it looks really good. So these yeah. bags and coins are flying everywhere. It looks yeah. great, but it's also awesome. 
Maybe they're just like Sacagawea dollars or whatever. Tangential to this, I remember spending a lot of time um, on both the PlayStation and the Nintendo DS playing Spider-Man games related to the Sam Raimi universe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like they've really slowed down production on video games based on movies that have just come out. They've absolutely stopped. Yeah. Because people just all over the world, world, including kids, recognized, hey, this sucks. It takes... Yeah. A year, maybe two, mm-hmm. to make a movie, and usually you're making it while you're making the movie, and like and so it, you don't it doesn't really line up well with the movie either. Yeah, it take it takes about a year or two to make a good movie. It takes about five or six to make a good video game. Yeah. So when you shit one out that fast, yeah, they're not usually great, with the exception of Spider Man Two. Super nostalgic though. Yeah, that whole concept. Oh yeah, I finally watched Spider Man One the other day. I, I skimmed through like a I'll play through if someone playing that first Spider-Man mm-hmm. game. No, it brought me back. Which one has the one where uh, Bruce Campbell does the tutorial? That's one, I believe. That's one. No, he does both. He does both. I think he's in all the Spider-Man games, yeah. Mm, okay. There's a third? Yeah. I guess it only makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it only makes sense. I think they stopped doing like movie games around like the first like Marvel movies. Mm. I think like Thor had one, and that was the last one. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, he's got it on the wall, and then he's like, ah, man, you know, Spider-Man really was doing some stuff. Ah, well, I drove him off. And then he turns his back, and you hear, then Spider-Man presumably stole his suit back. And he's like, the menace, the thief, he's a, I'm trying to, you know. J.K. Simmons great again in this movie. Yeah, fantastic. Um, What else happens? I mean, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. You get the the dope train scene, because... Doc Ock came to steal Mary Jane because Harry Osborn was like, yo, beat up Peter Parker. He'll tell you where Spider-Man is, but don't yeah. hurt him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he steals Mary Jane, and Spider-Man's like, I'm Spider-Man again. Right after the raindrops keep falling on my head montage, which is insane. Yeah. Of just him watching people get mugged and be like, oh, well. <laughs> um, um, and he becomes, I got homework to do, bro. He, gets, uh, he goes and sees the play. Mary Jane's like, you're different. He goes, I am. You want to go get coffee or something? She's, and she's like, like, no, I'm engaged. I am engaged. And he's just like, oh, boy, come on. Throw that away. Come on. I always pictured you getting married on a hill. And she's like, who was I marrying? And he goes, you hadn't decided yet. And she's like, well, I'm getting married in a church, Peter. Yeah. To some astronaut, and I'm fucking him. So goodbye. And he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, uh, he just gets shit on a bunch in this movie. Uh, he talks to a Grateful Dead doctor. Who's like, listen, not Spider-Man. Maybe you don't want to be Spider-Man. Maybe you're not supposed to be Spider-Man. And then he, uh, Peter Parker, um, they imply it, but they don't show it. He goes uh, to like a voodoo shop in New York and gets some like salts and herbs and books and incantations and stuff like that. And goes home and has a seance and talks to Uncle Ben, who is dead. And they have a full conversation. And he's like... Yeah, you gotta be Spider-Man and give up the rest of your life. So that's the moral of the movie, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, how do you feel about that? It's wild. Yeah. Um, I think it is a very common Spider-Man trope and storyline for him to just be like, ooh, I do not have a work-life balance and I need to figure this out. Um, And I can't really recall any storyline where he figures it out. He's always just like, fuck, I guess this is my life. Um... And in this one, yeah, he just, they don't even do that. He's just like, nah, well, I guess I'm Spider-Man. And Mary Jane is like, nah, I'll fuck you because now I know you're Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, 
But he gets a costume back, and they have the train fight. When do you think he sleeps? At night. Can't sleep at night. He has yeah. to fight crime. He has to fight crime. Um, when he's supposed to be delivering pizzas, probably. Oh, uh, yeah. Now he's unemployed. Yeah. Perfect situation. He is with Mary Jane. Tells her, hey, I got to do Spider-Man all night. And I'm going to school in the morning. You're on Broadway. Can you pay the bills for a couple years until I can get a science job during the day? Yeah, that's a great point. A really a low priority, a, a adjustable hour science job. Yeah. Um, so overall, let's wrap it up, I think. What do you think? I got a few more things okay, I'd like to say that I like about this movie. I Just no real things. quick. Uh, train's fight is okay, but I do like him stopping the train. Yeah, it's a really good scene. With yeah. him, without the, just I love that idea of Spider-Man without the mask on. Yeah, everybody like sees him like ripping up. Yeah, yeah, and he's just trying. Yeah, it's just moment. him, and he's just trying to yeah. stop that train. Yeah, and, and everybody's all. like, he's just a boy. He's just a forty-year-old boy, and older than my son. I'm thirty-five. <laughs> my son's forty-five. Doesn't matter. Uh, I think when they all pass him back in the train, just like, and he's like Jesus Christ, and he's got the cut in his ribs, just like Jesus. I'm like, that's way too much. Yeah, I hate that they do that with every superhero movie. Yeah, everyone's got to be an allegory for Christ. I hate it, um, especially Superman. Yeah, a guy who's created by two extremely Jewish men. You're gonna make yeah. this guy Jesus Christ? Fuck yeah. you. Um, but, but some Jewish men came up with the whole idea of Christianity. Great point. And then the last thing is just to talk more about Alfred Molina. Just knocking it out of the fucking park mm. in this movie. Um, yeah, he just, gives that nice speech about the whole, like, hey, it's a responsibility. I'm basically saying what Uncle Ben said, but yeah. about intelligence. Yeah, yeah. I love when they meet for the first time. And he goes, ah, you're a Connor student. He's told me about you. He says, you're brilliant. And he goes, thank you. He goes, he also said you're lazy. Also, goddamn, dude, I would be so pissed if he looked up saying that shit to me as Peter. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, do you have any idea what I'm doing? I yeah. wouldn't even say the Spider-Man thing. I'd be like, dude, I'm trying to deliver pizzas and go to school and <laughs> shit like that. I'm trying to like survive in New York City. Lazy. Oh, my I'm aunt. not getting any handouts. My aunt's house is foreclosing. Yeah. I'm working, buddy. Also, Peter Parker, go live with your aunt. Yeah. You can't pay Mr. Dickovich rent, but I'm sure whatever you can get Aunt May would definitely help her. Help her, her out. Um, Commute into city for class. But then at the end of the movie, the new big, the new little sun is exploding. Everything's that he's home. been making in his little yes. watery hideout. Shit starts going down. Spider-Man gets Mary Jane out of there. Um, also kind of a gothic setting in the sense. Kind of yeah, like absolutely. the first one with the, the, the decrepit old smallpox hospital. This one's a... A bay. Yeah, like some sort of dock situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like dock workers probably unloaded boats or something or loaded up boats or something. Or And a big beam has fallen on Doc Ock. Spider-Man's mask is fucked up again, and he takes it off, and he jumps over to Doc Ock. He goes, "Doctor Connors, not Doctor Connors, Doctor Octavius, you have to help me. You have to help me turn this thing off." And he just looks at him, and he goes, "Peter Parker, brilliant but lazy." And I love that. Yeah. Like to like, for all the years, anytime I think about this movie over the train scene, I think about that scene. I think yeah, yeah. brilliant but lazy. Yeah. Oh, I love it. When I say you talk about Spider-Man Two, that's what I mean. You talk about that all the time. I do. Yeah. Um. And then, last thing about him killing it, I, it's so shitty and it's so cheesy, but I fucking adore where they're on the train, and Doc Ock reaches into the the drive, the drive car, of the train front of yeah, Ooh. the mm. front cabin. I don't oh. know where he reaches in and he pulls the brakes and shit out, yeah, and the handle that makes it go and stop. And he goes, "Oopsie!" 
And he goes, oopsie whoopsie, and he rolls away in a big ball made out of the arms. No. Yeah. He pulls the shit out and he throws it at Spider Man. He goes, Looks like you have a train to catch. That's so bad. Yeah. But oh, his delivery, just perfect. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, you got any closing thoughts on Spider Man 2? Closing thoughts. Uh C plus. Yeah. What about you? What are you thinking? C plus. Yeah? Yeah. Not as good as I remember. C yeah. plus, B minus. No, C plus. Okay. Um, definitely a better movie. Not as charming as the first one. And the first one's not that charming. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I wish I remember what I gave the first one. Anyways. Uh, so then also, uh, much like Spider-Man's uh, web kind of feeling a little cummy, uh, Boogie Nights is a movie watch too. That's not a bad transition. Can I give one a go? Oh, yeah. You go ahead. Yeah. Oh, boy. Spider-Man 2. Say what you want about it. But that Alfred Molina, the best part. Just like Boogie Nights. Yeah. 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 He's also kind of a really good part of uh, Magnolia. <laughs> he is. He's, he's great. If I was going to be your dad and watch 10 minutes of Magnolia, it would be that scene. <laughs> oh, you don't need braces, but you're old. Yeah. Um, um, so, Alfred. Sorry, you got one more letter. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, it's addressed to me. This one was licked. Why wouldn't they lick the other one? I think they did lick the other one, but I think these but envelopes... But I licked the other one. The, these envelopes, if you can see, they have like a three-tiered system of where the glue is. Yeah, they it's do. It's on the sides and the middle. I think they, they did the Boogie Nights one and thought, this is too closed. I'll just do the tip of this one so uh, it's easier for him to open. Okay, so I don't think I licked the other one. Is that, <laughs> that one should have said, like, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man or something. Okay, we could leave comments and criticisms for after the episode. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh-oh, here comes Paul Thomas Anderson with his second best three-hour-long film that also stars Julianne Moore, John C. Riley, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, William H. Macy, Alfred Molina, uh, F- uh, Philip Baker Hall. I don't Hall? Who is this? Who is that? The game show host from Magnolia. Oh, okay. And uh, Malorna Walters. Who is that one? Is that the one that's... She's the daughter. The daughter, yeah. okay. It's a classic tale that really makes you think about life, love, death, identity, self, the pursuit of happiness, and whether or not you hate Mark Wahlberg. I think I do. That's what the letter says. But I also think I do. Yeah, absolutely. Is what I say. Uh, I think I do. I think I do, too. Yeah. And I never saw that Transformers he was in. Neither did I. I saw half of the first one. I was like, I don't see you to see any more Transformers. I think I can do a pretty outright Mark Wahlberg, though. Yeah, give it to me. Well, now I feel like I'm on the spot. Hey, how you doing? Huh? Hey. Yeah. I'm going to be a star. What? I've never tried it before. I don't think I have a good one. What are you talking about? Say you're going to huh? be a star. You're going to be a star. No, I see this th- a na- I see this name in my head and it's just like so sharp that like the you know the the the, the neon it, it just burst and it says Dirk Diggler. Bro, you're you're knocking these out of the park today. <laughs> you started it and I was like, "No, nah, Chris doesn't have a good uh doesn't have a good Wahlberg." By the end of it, I was like, "Oh fuck, Chris has an amazing Mark Wahlberg." <laughs> Uh, it's a classic tale. We read that part. Uh, I think I do. Um, did you know that in 1986, Mark Wahlberg and a group of friends threw rocks at a group of African-American students while shouting, kill the... Can't say that one. Uh, or that in 1988, he attacked two Vietnamese men, after which uh, Wahlberg served 45 days of a two-year sentence for said assaults. Did you know he could have stopped the 9-11 attacks if he had been one of the flights? On one of the flights? That He says, he says that all the time. Is that true? Did you look that up? Yeah. Uh, the first two things are definitely true. I've definitely heard that before. Um, 
Yeah, crazy. Crazy. And now he's got this burger joint with his brothers. Do you know how many Wahlberg brothers there are? Five? Keep guessing. <laughs> Eight? Nine. There's nine. <laughs> uh, really makes you think. Eight out of ten. Huh. No interest about all the sexuality. Or the, the mention of all the sexuality and stuff. In That's this. weird. They were really hung up on Mark Wahlberg and his yeah. crimes. Gripes. I mean, justifiable gripes for sure. That dude's a. F I think I hate that guy. Yeah, I think he sucks big time. Yeah, I think that guy sucks a little bit. A lot of it. He's a bad Max Payne. We're in that movie. Yeah. So, anyways, Boogie Nights this is a movie you had not seen. I had not. I have not seen many Paul Thomas Anderson movies, and I think I. Well, now you kind of have. I you think seen Magnolia. Seen, you saw Punch Drunk Love the other day. I'd seen There Will Be Blood, which um, we still haven't talked about Punch Drunk Love because I. Or There Will Be Love. Blood. It's a good movie. We'll that talk about movie. it. Do you want to talk about it right now? No. Okay. I don't. I want to watch it. I want an excuse to watch it again. Um. I really enjoyed Boogie Nights. Stop there. We'll talk a little bit about what you heard about Boogie Nights. Did you have any interest? Did you want to? I just a movie that I you like. You hear people talk about sometimes. Yeah, it's, it, it, it it falls into the category of before I saw it, like Fight Club. Yeah, just a movie you hear people talk about all the time. They're like, oh, it's great, and I've seen like a frame or two. Yeah. Um, and I know what it's about, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, but after, you know, these past few months, seeing all these PTAs. PTA joints. Um, yeah, I thought I should give it a shot. Thought, you know, two movies that offer Melina in it, that'd be a fun connection. Yeah. Um, recently heard someone call it the best movie ever made. I wouldn't go that far. Mm -hmm. um, but I really enjoyed this. Who uh, said that? Bobcat Goldthwait. Okay. Um, to me, like personally, me and him. Yeah, we, <laughs> had a little chat. We call each other right now yeah. and then. Um, He's like a father figure. Yeah, we're not as close. Hopefully, as we he used does to no be. science because if he does science, it might go bad, and then yeah. he might try to kill you. That's how I want to go, though. Yeah, I want to. I want bad a, science. He becomes half bobcat. Oh, I, <laughs> I want an eight-armed actual bobcat Goldthwait to take me out. Nicholas Johnson, kind of all right, smart, but also a little bit lazy too. Uh, I liked this movie a lot. Um, I didn't like it as much as Magnolia or. No, did I. This is probably my least favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie I've Roger seen. Roger that. Um, but by no means do I think it's bad. Um, I, th I had a great time the entire time. Yeah. Um, it's something about his movies that gets me every time I watch one, with the exception of Punch Drunk Love. When I'm watching it, I'm like, fuck, this movie's three hours. Yeah. But I'm into it the entire time. Yeah. And when I get done with it, I'm like, I think that needed to be three hours yeah which is goes against everything i always say about movies yeah no movie too. needs to be more than 90 minutes but for some reason paul thomas Anderson can do it because it feels like a slice of life movie but it's like nine people's slice of yeah. life with yeah. the exception of there will be blood it's just crazy but, that some movies come in at like an hour and a half and i'm like fuck i'm checking my watch and stuff mm -hmm. but i watch yeah pta joints and i'm just like oh geez that was half my day wow yeah um and yeah i was i was telling you when we started it it is insane that there are so many Paul Thomas Anderson things that I recognize and I can pick up like when I'm watching this movie. I'm like, yeah. this is a, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie for sure. I have no idea what the guy looks like. Which I think is <laughs> yeah. very funny. Um, yeah, it is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also don't. Um, Do you think I have a third one of these letters coming? <laughs> I mean, we'll go check the mailbox after this one. Um <laughs> This movie, I think, uh, all his actors that he's used in um, Magnolia was after this, yeah. 
Yes, yes. Um, all the people that are also Magnolia that are in this, perfect. I think they're great. Um, just as well directed as Aaron, the other ones. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's great. Saw him in Punch Drunk Love the other day. Um, I think he's a great, fun pick with PTA because I think Philip Seymour Hoffman, obviously, amazing actor. Has such range. He has a lot of range, a but he always range. is kind of goofy in Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson movies, and I like seeing that out of him. I think yeah, different kind of, of goofy in Punch Drunk, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but still goofy. Yeah. He's barely in that movie. I love it. Yeah. Because um, he's also goofy in uh, Magnolia, but the Magnolia goofy is kind of almost similar to his character in this one. They're both kind of like a little, like, shyish. Yeah. You know? Kind of timid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Don Cheadle's a wonderful addition to this cast yeah. of characters. Yeah, Don um, Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds, great. Love them. Yeah. And also, honestly... Marky Mark, big racist, and I hate him. Fuck that dude into the ground. But perfect for the film. Killed it. Killed it. Killed this movie. Yeah. Because he's like kind of dumb. Yeah. And I like that out of Mark. Mm -hmm. I I buy it. I buy that he doesn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect on Paul Thomas Anderson's. Yes. To cast that guy. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, I think he's perfect for this role, unfortunately. Um, Like, there's there's that scene where, like, they're interviewing him or like and he's like we're out here we're making we're making a move we're making changes we're making the world a better place yeah. all right if you don't understand and just he's just just nonsense just rambling yeah. garbage and it just feels like i'm like this kind of feels i i feel like mark Wahlberg is like yeah i'm the right guy here like it yeah. feels just like mark Wahlberg, not like an actor being like oh this is funny i know what this character is it feels like mark Wahlberg being like yeah this guy's right and, yeah or like um, him and John C. Riley hanging out and like thinking they're cutting a great record in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love all that. That's so good. <laughs> like that's yeah. I, another thing. Like it's like the classic Paul Thomas Anderson thing. You could definitely cut that out of this movie. Yeah, that little plot doesn't need to be in here. You could just go straight to like them doing meth. But it's so good. It's yeah, like yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then eventually the Punisher shows up and he's like, "Hey guys, yeah, Tom Jane, let's start doing meth or whatever." Looks um, like an old school fucking sailor with that mustache. I love it. <laughs> I, wait, Chris, what are you, what are your thoughts on history with a Boogie uh, Nights? Before I keep just go on and on and on. I can't remember when I first saw Boogie Nights, but it was definitely in high school ish. Um, I think it was just one of those things. Yeah, that it was like such a like classic that you know after Donnie Darko and Drive had like turned me on, I was like, oh, you know, let's check out Boogie Nights. You know? mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I forgot a lot of the first half of this movie. Yeah. Honestly, um, as funny as that sounds, like a lot of them being porn stars just didn't stick with me as much as um, the second half of the film, the yeah. darker half. Because I feel I, I was feeling while watching it, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of get it. People in the seventies took coke a lot. I understand. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. But I feel like that's a a big trope when people are like yeah we're just trying to show you what the 70s were like it's like yeah i get it i know <laughs> yeah um so anyways i would also piggyback on your statement that it's my least favorite pta movie but by no means is it bad <gasps> excuse me i think it is really interesting um I guess the subject matter, the transition from the 70s when porn actually did have kind of production value into the 80s all the way up till today when, honestly, the porn that's most valuable is the shit that people make in their own bedrooms. Yeah. You know? Um, There's that great scene where, like, 
literally at a New Year's Eve party, a couple of suits try to talk some sense into Jack Horner, Burt Reynolds, and say like, hey, um, you know, video and amateur is the future. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I make movies. And now you're telling me that video is going to be the future? He's like, I'm a professional. And now you're taking to tell me that amateurs are going to rule the market? I don't buy it. And you get to sit there as an audience member and be like, oh, little do you know. Yeah. I only watch the amateur stuff, mm-hmm. buddy. Anyway, I only watch vertical videos on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I subscribe to individuals these days. <laughs> I'm not all about companies. I like supporting mom and mo- mom and mom pop and porn pop. shops. Yeah. Um, I get my smut. No, let's stop. Um, okay. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah. This is from the top. Mark Wahlberg is a dishwasher who lets people pay him 5 to $10 to see or uh, his penis or him jacking off. What a life. That's a very funny kind of a little thing uh, when he says to Burt Reynolds, five or ten. It's a funny scene. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, There's that insane one take at the beginning. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, his mother it does not, not a fan, not a fan of Dirk Diggler. No, not at all. Not Which, even why a would, fan of. Why would she be? Yeah. Does not like Marky Mark. It's not like her husband. She's yeah. just an unhappy 70s mother. And you never see her after they have that fight. That's a great point, yeah. Yeah, you never see her again. Um, and Which I think is great because you get everything, the very short amount of time you get from her, you definitely get that she's a character that would be like, as soon as her son starts doing porno, she'd be like, there's no way I'm talking to this kid again. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, he becomes a uh, part of Jack Horner's posse, his little squad, his mm-hmm. little clique, his crew, and uh, he becomes a very successful porn uh, man, and all manner of shenanigans ensue. Uh, very funny in this film, John C. Riley. Uh, you seen that movie, Star Wars? I've seen some of them. Yeah, people tell me I look like Han Solo. Oh, fuck. I thought you were going to make a... Uh, I thought he was maybe in a Star Wars I hadn't seen. I forgot about that joke. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, seen it four times. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. my Mark Wahlberg. Not that good. <laughs> it's all right. Anyways, yeah, he wins a bunch of awards just years after years. Uh, there's all manner of... I mean, these are movies that are mosaics. I mean, you could spend... Uh, yeah. I think we spent something like 30 or 40 minutes talking about uh, Spider-Man. Uh, and I think uh, Magnolia we talked about for actually an hour it was like its own episode um so i mean to say that we could talk about uh boogie nights so much longer than spider-man that it could be its own episode uh there are uh, william I, h macy his wife keeps getting banged i'm I, not saying that we can have a great conversation <laughs> yeah, no, but no, no, i'm no. just saying there's so many different yeah, things yeah, yeah absolutely could, you know. uh william h macy you see twice after the second time you see him getting cucked yeah i jokingly said to you i hope his whole storyline in this movie is nothing else happens to him besides him just getting cucked over and over again as a joke because you see he has a role in the production company you see him here and there in the background yeah but his whole storyline of this movie is he keeps getting cucked until he murders his wife and her lover and himself and himself at a party and like the one of those it's one of those moments where like i think that's like halfway in the movie yeah it's um, after that point that everything goes wrong. It's it's New yeah. Year's Eve, 1980. Um, it was like, like the kind of moment I get, like I kind of got with Magnolia and I kind of get with There Will Be Blood, where it starts to get to a point and I'm starting to get a little burnt out on this movie because mm-hmm. I know I have a lot left. And then he flips the script on you and it's a whole new movie. Yeah, like when he opens the door and you hear them humping, I'm like, ah, 
classic his wife. And then he shuts the door and he walks outside to his is car. That long tracking, yeah. It's a long tracking shot. And I'm like, oh, he's going to drive away or this or that. And he gets a gun out of the car. I don't know if you saw me, but I sat up in my seat. I was like, ooh, ooh, what's happening? <laughs> PTA, you got me. What's happening? I yeah. am hooked. Yeah. And then it's a bummer. But yeah, it is that's a where the bummer. movie turns. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Um, the second time that he gets cooked is very funny though because it's just so blatantly out in the open. Yeah, and she's and she says to him, "You're embarrassing, you're embarrassing me." Um, I really um, small touch that I really like. I think there's a scene where I think it's a roller girl, maybe not somebody, some woman who's one of the pornos, pornites, is doing a painting of um, Dick Dirk Diggler. Yeah, it's not that great, but. She, you just see here and there that there's a lot of paintings that she's made, like, in everybody's houses and stuff like that. When there's that big tracking shot at the end of Burt Reynolds walking around his house, mm. um, he walks by the hallway and there's a painting of William H. Macy on the wall. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought that was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Obviously done by her. I'm like, yeah, I like that. I, like, that I like when they're doing the porn scene and everybody's, like, basically jaw on the floor. All those guys are just watching his big old Dirk donor. do his thing for the first time and the jaw's on the floor. Uh, what else is going on in this movie in the first half? You know, let's talk about the first half some, and then we can jump over. He buys a really cool car, he thinks. Julianne Moore seems to like him a lot. Julianne Moore also has a son that she can't see because she works in the porn industry. In fact, this movie does a lot of that. Yeah. It actually touches very briefly here and there on like just the, the, the stigma against people who work in the Absolutely, porn industry yeah. and the sex industry and stuff like that. And one yeah. of the examples is Julianne Moore. Uh, is not able to legally see her child because it's deemed uh, an unfit environment for her to grow mm-hmm, up in. Mm-hmm. Luis um, Guzman. We haven't even touched about Luis Guzman. Guzman. Yeah, Luis Guzman is a great it? feature in any Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Um, he didn't make my list because he wasn't a Magnolia in the letter, the intro that I wrote. But he was a punch drunk love, so I was like, he's regular. Um, is he not also in? Uh, he's in. He's in Magnolia too. Where? He's like. Uh, he wrangles the kids on stage. <sighs> Luis Guzman rips. Yes, he does. I think he starts doing pornos, doesn't he? He wants to. He's like talking to Julian Moore. Yeah. He's like, "Come on, I gotta have something to send back to my family. Like, I want to show <laughs> my brothers that I'm out here and I'm really fucking yeah." Um, and yeah, they do. They do the thing. They where... rock, they open the Rodriguez. The, yep. the, they're supposed to be the G at the end. The Rodriguez brothers. Club. Um. He's like, oh, man, it's supposed to be a G. But, um, you know, they do the same thing with uh, Don Cheadle. He's yes. trying to open his own business, and he can't. He, We'll talk about that scene later when we get to it. Okay. Um, the, the donut shop. Um, I am struggling to think of anything that happens at the beginning of this movie. He wins a bunch of best fucking awards. Yeah. Um, like I said, for some reason, the first half just never yeah. really sticks with me as much. I, but that's a lot. We have given you a lot. Yeah. It's like... I forgot who said this, but I think it applies to this movie. They're just like, yeah, no, I love watching the first 15, 20 minutes of Requiem for a Dream. Just I love watching the beginning of drug movies and be like, ah, what a fun time. And then just turning <laughs> it off. And I feel like that's what this movie is it's like. Oh, I love that first hour of uh, yeah. Boogie Nights. And then I yeah. turn it off. Jeez Louise. You've never seen Requiem? I have not. No. Oh, that'll be a fun episode fucking a bummer yeah that's what a i hear big bummer i hear like I hear, that hear and a, kids but that's a, even more of a bummer i hear it's a it's a it's a day ruiner for sure yeah it's a day ruiner yeah um yeah 
Anyways, uh, so then 1980, the New Year's happens. We talked about two of the biggest things that happened at that party, which mm-hmm. is the murder-suicide, double murder-suicide, and also the, the, the suits showing up and being like, yeah. hey, oh, yeah. here's something fun from the first half. It's not fun. But them making the coke overdose disappear. The what disappear? The coke overdose girl. Oh, and yeah. That guy, he's like, oh, this is the second time this happened to me. And he's like, yeah, well, doesn't that, don't you think you should get some new shit then? Yeah, I don't remember. I, uh, just so much in this movie, I can't keep it straight. I think you see that happen again. I thought for sure that was going to happen to one of the... I thought it was going to happen to Roller Girl, maybe. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen to Roller Girl and Julianne Moore because of that scene where they're doing so much coke yeah, at the like, end of this I'm movie. I'm going to get my GED. Do you know what that yeah. means? Yeah. Like, Will you be my mom? Yeah, yeah. I thought one of them were going to die. Yeah. Um, a couple of things about the last half. Make, uh, at the first half, before it gets to the 80s. Oh, okay. Dirk and John C. Riley are making those like James Bond pornos. Ah, uh, yes. And they're I going about really that. well. Yeah. But Reynolds is like, this is what I'm going to be known for. It's really fun. It's a yeah, lot it is of, fun. Uh, feel good. I feel happy for all of them. And Funny we, touch. Uh, him sitting in the editing bay be like, yeah, cut more John C. Riley out of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, fuck, what's that line? One of them says something. Um No, it's the interview that they do with him where he's like trying to make himself look better. And it's him sitting next to Burt Reynolds. And he's like, Yeah, we, we 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 go around and we we plan things out and um I block my own scenes. He thing? lets me block my own scenes. Yeah. He goes, I don't let him block his own scenes. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, second half. First thing that comes to mind, really just a gut punch. They don't even say it explicitly, but his buddy going down for child porn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I absolutely forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, that's a rough fucking scene. And Burt Reynolds acts the shit out of he that He really scene. does. He really yeah, does. Yeah, that's a rough one. Like, he's, like, angry and, like, just confused flabbergasted just flabbergasted flabbergasted. he's just like it kind of doesn't really say anything but he is talking the entire time and when he hangs up and you can't hear him but he keeps saying like yeah yeah yeah. man oh man that's a gut punch yeah the money guy so that yeah yeah, is that what like really forces him to like turn the video i guess so but he doesn't seem to understand video yeah because then there's that scene where he's like, hey, we're going to do something fun. We're going to pick up a random John off the mm. street. Proto bang bus. Yeah, and it ends up being... Uh, Some guy he went to high school high with. High school with, yeah. And that's brutal. Because um, he's not a professional. Mm-mm. And it basically crosses the boundary of consent. So Absolutely. they kick him out. Beat the shit out of him. They do beat the shit out of him because he disrespects both her and him. Um, and a roller girl actually stomps on his face with the roller skates, which I feel like I have such a fear of my head getting collapsed. Oh, yeah. I really have oh, a big yeah. fear of that, and I just felt like there's no way that wouldn't have happened. I don't know. Um, Maybe I just think the body's more frail than it really is. It, like, I have no idea. Like, Neither do I. I just don't think I have a good frame of reference for how... It, you know how anytime we, we watch something and someone gets a needle in their arm, you're always like, ooh. Yeah. Anytime anyone gets a foot to the head, that's that happens to me. Yeah. Like if someone's head gets caved in in a movie, yeah. I almost I just almost can't do it. Yeah. Like I have to like steady myself and be like, yeah. oh buddy. <laughs> like I have to like really concentrate to be like, all right, I gotta pay attention to the rest of this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and it's also uh, Dirk uh, falls to the point where uh, he's back to his old ways of letting men watch him jerk off for money so that he can afford drugs. Um, We've talked about it previously. He's also trying to cut a bitch in record. Yeah, Um, hell yeah. Were you able to confirm that the song that he's singing is the Transformers song? It's the theme song for the Transformers movie from the 80s. Yeah, Yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) You got the touch. I don't know why. Um, I didn't. Like I, I said, it's funny. I didn't have to confirm it. I just <laughs> yeah. know that that's what that song is. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's very funny. I don't know if there's a reason for it. Or if that's just like a song we could get a license for. Yeah, but it's very funny. Um, uh, Don Cheadle is a man who needs to ditch his cowboy gimmick. Yes. Um, he sells stereos. His dream is to sell stereos at a discounted rate. I love it. Tries to apply. They deny him because they're like, "I'm sorry, we just don't work with Pwn Stars." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Why are you doing this? Is there something that I need to put on this?" on this forum is there something i didn't put on the forum is that why, why are you doing this to me that's a very yeah. good scene he acts the shit out of it two movies in a row where we see people get denied at a bank what was oh yeah yeah there's another connective bit of tissue yep yep yeah um and then uh, then there's the donut shop scene donut shop scene which is so strange to me with his pregnant fiance or wife in the car so beautiful they got the whole world ahead of them yeah and then there's just a kerfuffle three yeah. people get shot and a bag yeah, of money. A good guy with a gun. Yep. Kind of deflates the argument mm-hmm. that if you had a gun, you would suddenly be John Wayne. Yep, 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 yep. And then, yeah, just three people get shot at once from two guns, which is weird to think about. Anyway. I'm try- I was trying to. Th- I was trying to see. I think it's like he booms, then Cowboy Man booms, and then he goes ah and booms Cowboy Man. Or does he get Cowboy Man first? Who's- I can't remember. It's like a Han Solo Greedo thing, huh? It's not important. Let's roll past. Anyway, people die. Yeah, he picks up the bag of money. It's Don a very Chino. like uh, old No Country for Old Men. Absolutely, yeah. And he goes. I don't think we ever see him again. No, we see him at the end at the Which, house with oh, Don Cheadle. Yeah. He does a commercial too. He actually used that money to open up his little. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot about the commercial. Yeah. Um, You've got the touch. And then Mark Wahlberg's jerking off for trying to jerk off for a guy. Gets a beat truck. up because they're actually up. gay bashing homophobes. They keep calling him the F word and they're like. That part. That'll that, teach you to do this. That part confused me for a bit. Yeah. I get I get what they're doing. Yeah. Just picking him up. Got bait and switched. Got bait and switched. But also, for a bait and switch. That dude watched for a long time. He watched Mark Wahlberg jerk off for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And he talked him through it for a long time. And I and think like, that was supposed to be intentional. Like, the thing that, like, I think it's supposed to be, like, this guy's actually a bit into it. But, like, he's compensating yeah. Yeah, for yeah. it by being this overtly out of it. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Thomas Jane has a great idea for them to get a bunch of money. And that's the third bit of connective tissue. It's by ripping off Alfred Molina. Yeah. Well, Alfred Molina is just a dude in a bathrobe who has a lot of money who wants to buy $5,000 worth of cocaine. Turns out it's baking soda. But yeah, apparently Tom Jane's expl- Jane explains it this way. He says, hey, this is a guy who has a lot of money. He just wants people to be at his house. And he has drugs laying everywhere for people to enjoy. We're going to take this baking soda. And we're going to sell it to him for five grand. Yeah. It's almost like the thing I like about this scene, like especially at the end where things start going south, is when Thomas Jane has a gun on him, he's like, no, the safe under your bed in that room over there, 
this is the combination. Go get what's out of there. Yeah. All of that, you never find out what's in the safe. You don't know how Thomas Jane knows anything about this guy or what's in the safe. But it almost feels like there will be blood when he breaks his leg and crawls back to town. Yeah. That could be the movie. Mm-hmm. That itself could be a movie. Yeah. I'm very interested in Thomas Jane and Alfred Molina's relationship and what's in the safe and all that. Yeah. But it's just there. Maybe there should be a Boogie Nights prequel where we focus on those guys. I'd see it. Uh, recast Mark Wahlberg. I love, again, Alfred Molina just killing it in this scene. Um, fun fact, that boy walking around lighting off the firecrackers and oh, stuff like that. Oh, fucking A. I totally yeah. forgot about that. that. That makes this scene. It makes it Without s- that? Yeah, because oh. it's hilarious watching them jump. Because, yeah, they all jump so aggressively. It's yeah. so funny. Because, but it makes me jump a little bit, too, because it's so yeah, funny. But at the time. same time, I'm like, they're going to get shot because so they're trying to rip him off. Yeah. Um, fun it's fact. So they put um, earplugs in Alfred Molina so he doesn't react to any of the firecrackers oh, going so off. so funny. I love it. Love yeah, it. Love I love, love it. that. I totally forgot. About it. That's literally, God, that you're right. This is the 10 minutes of this movie that I would watch every day of my yeah. life. Yeah. It's so good. With that kid fucking lighting those up and then him running around singing along to fucking yeah, whatever's on the yeah, radio. Yeah. Ugh. So good. And you're absolutely right also about the uh, Tom Jane thing. Like that switch where like they're like, all right, let's get out of here. And he's like, no. And they're like, what? What? Come on, let's get out of here. And he's like, no, no. Under your bed. This safe. Empty it. And even uh, Alfred Millen is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, you're fucking safe under your fucking bed. I want you to go fucking unlock it. Yeah. Yeah, wild. Yeah, oh, wild. Scene is so good. Really wild. Best part of this. And movie. you know what I absolutely love? I love that in terms of like shit happening. You know, there's mm-hmm. the resolution, but the conclusion to this film is Mark Wahlberg showing up at Burt Reynolds' house crying and saying, "I need help." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's such a good ending. That's the best way to end this movie. It's really just a chef's kiss moment where you're like, "Yeah." Yeah. 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 Perfect. We didn't talk about that big fight they get in because he's just high as hell. Oh, yeah. And just um, full of himself. And he's like, what? You got this little stud here? You want him to fuck? And then, they, oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's getting jealous about this guy that, that uh, you know, Burt Reynolds has hired. And then, yeah, he's he's got the, the dick and it don't work because he's doing mm-hmm, all these drugs. Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. like trying to work it up. And then he goes out there and he's like, hey, my dick works. And they're like, yeah, well, 20 minutes. And he's like, he doesn't say this out loud, but he's like, I can't fathom getting hard again in 20 minutes. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to go now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Something I, I, I like um, when they're doing the, the, the super secret spy portos and they're talking about how they're not violent against women. Yeah. Like, there is violence in them, but it's not that bad. And you see it, and it's there's violence against women. Yes. But it's not like, you know, they're holding down anybody and stuff like that. And then later in the movie, there's like, you see a clip, His replacement kid. His replacement kid doing the same thing. And it's just a shot of him with a gun pointing it down. He's like, yeah, suck my dick or I'll shoot you in the head. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, real downhill. And Burt uh, Bert Reynolds just being like, is it any good? And this guy being like, it is what it is. Um, to refer back to the letter I received, uh, makes you think about life, love, death, identity, self, the pursuit of happiness. Um, yeah, well, I guess, you know, what would you say, like, at the end of the day, one of the uh, couple, like, a handful of the bigger things you think this movie is about? Just, like, life, love, and death, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> but, I mean, to elaborate a little bit, like, uh, um, if you can, if you feel like there's something you want to say, like, oh, I really feel like this is an example of, like, the identity thing, like, just Mark Wahlberg being able to choose who he wants to be. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Or... 
If this is a dud, it can be a dud. It might be a dud for That's me. That's fine. Okay. Um, I get you. I, there yeah. might be a reason that letter was kind of jokey. I might have been not having... I might have thought about this a bit too late and been like, oh, I don't have clear enough thoughts on how to wrap up Boogie Nights. Hey, we're cutting that part out. Um, you go first, and then I'll, I'll think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a movie that I don't really, uh, you know, like I, I in, the, in the Magnolia episode, I mean, you know, I, the whole what can we forgive thing and the whole, like, interconnectivity of life and whatnot. Uh, but this one, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Uh, I don't know. I obviously there are more. There's more going on here. Uh, like you said, identity is a big one. Um, you know, and like, just sort of like, in a sense, at the end of the day, I guess this is one that I don't think has as much of a like um, thesis. You know what I mean? Like I feel like Magnolia was made. Maybe not initially, but at a certain point it was like, okay, this is what this is about. Yeah. And I have an overt thing to say about it. This one falls into the category that most movies do where it's like, it's a little bit more about what you relate to. Yeah. And what you get out of it. it. So it's a little bit harder for me to say, oh, it's really about this or it's really about yeah. that. You know? This kind of feels to me, you can tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm crazy, but this feels to me, Boogie Nights to Magnolia feels like... In a way, Evil Dead to Evil Dead 2 to me. Okay. They kind of feel almost like the same movie, but a little bit more refined. Okay. Um, instead of pouring its coincidences yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, just the interconnectedness of mm-hmm. all these people's lives yeah. and them finding themselves and through these, you know. Well, I think it's interesting that you say that because I, uh, I uh, to refer back to the Magnolia episode we did, uh, I made the statement that I can't wait until you've seen both Boogie Nights and Punch Drunk Love mm-hmm. uh, because these three, I feel like more than any of his other works, are so closely related. Yeah. Because um, he was very successful with Boogie Nights and uh, it had this big sprawling cast and it was very long and with his next film he had the license to do whatever he wanted, but specifically he really wanted to rein it in and prove that he could do like a smaller scale story. Mm-hmm. But as he was writing it, Magnolia happens. Yeah. Right? Um, and it just kept billowing out, yada, yada, yada. And so, in a lot of ways, Punch Drunk Love uh, is, again, like his second attempt. He's talked about it to say that, you know, Punch Drunk Love was me trying again to do what I wanted to do when I sat down to write Magnolia. But this time, I succeeded, you know. And I agree with what you said. So, anyways, this movie... I... Oh, go ahead. Write it. Yeah, oh, right. no, you do your thing. No, no. You say your thing. No, I can't. You say your thing. Uh, B? You give it a B? Minus? B. I'd give it a B. Yeah, B. Yeah. I'd say B. I'd say for a movie about porno and stuff like this. Yeah. There were some. Not as much jerking off as I thought there would be. Yeah. You know, movie has a lot of jerking off, though. Wait, let's talk real quick about how weird it was when this prosthetic penis was pulled out at the end. Just a weird gray. Yeah. Looked like a penis, but it was very much so a fake penis. So I was like, "Yeah, this is kind of the reveal. It's kind of like, hey, here it is for you guys. I think we've come a long way in fake penises these days. Fake penis tech, yeah. we we come a long way. Because I know there's a lot of porn where they use a fake penis. Yeah? You've never seen this? No. Well, for what? to what end do they use a fake because penis? Because it's bigger? I feel like there's a lot of guys with big dicks. There are. That do porn, though. There are. It's... 
I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay, we'll Anyways. talk about it off air. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of jerking off in the lighthouse is what I was getting at. Yes, there is. I forgot that it happens like three times, and in my head it only happens once. Ring-a-ding-ding, it's mail time. <laughs> Alright, this one is actually sealed. Someone did lick this one. Um, addressed to me, blah, 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 blah. Uh, return address that says the lighthouse. Alright. Hey, this one's a half sheet. The Lighthouse is the second film from director Robert Egg. Uh, and A24 following Egg's directorial debut, The Witch, which I saw. Uh, well, the letter says, I hear it's good. I haven't seen it. I have seen it. It is good. Yeah. Yes. I'd really like to see it. A trailer played for it before The Lighthouse. I yeah. was like, fuck, that got me. I yeah. want to see this movie. Well, because you said prior to that you'd only seen posters. Yeah. Yeah. I always see like the DVD cover and I was like, nah, this just seems like a weird generic horror movie I wouldn't be really into. Yeah. No, instead it's like a really fucked up. It's like the lighthouse. It's a yeah. then gripping atmospheric timepiece. Very excited. Yeah. I have seen the lighthouse though, and it rips. <clears throat> a four by three uh black and white retelling of the Greek myth of Prometheus and uh Proteus. Sorry, I'm not very good with the Greek. Although my friend Chloe is Greek and she loves Greek salad. She eats it all the time. Really? Yes. I try as hard as possible to not eat spaghetti. What do Irish people do? Potatoes. What do Scottish people do? I feel like scotch eggs. What are scotch eggs? No fucking idea. Eggs soaked in scotch? <laughs> Uh, the Lighthouse stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Pause for a moment. Also, uh, there's that thing, the, the, the two, uh, whatever. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, the Lighthouse stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson as two guys named Tom, uh, tasked with keeping a lighthouse for four weeks. After one, Tom, Robert Pattinson... Kills a seagull, a storm uh, sets in the lighthouse, and the two men fight, dance, drink, fart, and furiously masturbate while uh, they slowly lose their sanity. Uh, with incredible visuals from Egg and DP Jaron. Why would you do this to me? Can't Blash. help you. No, no idea. DP Jaron. And astonishing performances by Defoe and Pattinson. The lighthouse is a fun flick for the whole fam. Nine stars that's an a baby that is an a um yeah so the lighthouse what made you want to see it since you hadn't seen the witch what got you on board um i just seen some trailers for it good old guerrilla marketing um and uh i was really into it um i am a sucker for four by three and i'm a sucker for black and white i'm a sucker for Willem dafoe i saw it i was like i'm gonna watch the shit out of this movie. and you suck eggs and i suck scotch eggs um did you see it in theater yeah i said i think we saw it in theaters together okay saw it at the um main art yeah have you seen it since because that was this is my first time seeing it since we saw it at the main art i'd seen it one other time this is my yeah. third time seeing this movie okay um i uh, seeing it at the main art was super cool um rest in peace rest in peace yeah f it sucks it um, does. It sucks eggs. Sucks scotch eggs. Sucks all. You think of an egg? Chris named an egg. Deviled. Sucks that. 
Um, that was something good, but um, that bit was a mistake. <laughs> um, I like I very very distinctly remember. There's that shot. There's that scene. It's one of the times where Robert Pattinson is hallucinating, maybe. And he's like at the top of the lighthouse, and he sees a dead guy, and he turns him over, and it's him. And there's a hand on his shoulder, and he turns around, and it's that shot of naked Willem Dafoe beaming the light out of his eyes onto his eyes. I remember yeah. being in the main art and seeing that. And for some reason, the main art, since one of the chairs are risen for some reason, the screen feels gigantic, like bigger than yeah. any movie screen Huge. I've ever seen. Huge. I remember seeing that, and like, my just mouth like gape, just be like, yeah. fuck. This movie's great. This, yeah. this, this rips so hard. Yeah. And if I'm being perfectly honest, not getting it the first time I saw this movie, yeah. which I don't think you're supposed to. I yeah. think this, you're supposed to see it a few times to get it. Or like, not even, like I don't think you're ever really supposed to get it. I yeah. just think it's, it's, it's one of those movies that every time I watch it, I get something else out of it. Yeah. Which I really, really enjoy. Um, it's a lot like Twin Peaks Season 3. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of just weird, weird visuals that don't make sense to you. And a lot of slow droning shots, which are very atmospheric. Um, I think this movie is just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, um, oh, I yeah. love every frame of it. Yes, um, I love Willem Dafoe. Um, I like him a little bit more than Robert Pattinson. I think Robert Pattinson does a great job. But yes, like there's that scene where Willem Dafoe is cursing him because he says he doesn't like his cooking. Dude does not blink for like a minute and a half. It is absolutely <laughs> wild. Yeah, that's when you know someone's acting good when they don't blink. Yeah. No bullshit. Um, Seriously, if someone blinks too much, I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're lying to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I just adore this movie. I love yeah. it. What about you? I agree. Uh, yeah, similar. Just seen some trailers. So I thought, hey, you know what? I don't like trailers, but that looks cool. Yeah. I don't like trailers. But what a trailer's good. That witch one was pretty good. All the all the ones we saw before this movie were really yeah they were kind of ripping yeah I think A twenty four does a really good job I think they know how to market baby yeah I know they they know how to market anyways uh yeah right from the rip I mean this thing just starts uh, I'm gonna eat my shorts we were having a conversation beforehand about Ari Aster and uh, Robert Egg and we were talking about uh, how Ari's movies always remind me of something else. Like mm-hmm. Midsummer, every time I watch it, I'm always just like, man, I like The Wicker Man so much more than this. Um, Hereditary, there's nothing specific, but I guess this is a, I guess I would say Rosemary's Baby is a good example, perhaps. Okay. I like Rosemary's Baby more, uh, which is too bad because that Roman Plansky, I mean, he's just really a jerk. Rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, this movie, uh, I'm eating my shorts just because I said uh, that thing about how his movies are always remind me of something else. Now, this movie does not remind me of this, but if I had to, like, the best thing I can describe is it's got that, like, shining quality that's just so fucking hypnotic and it deals yeah. with isolation and slowly losing your mind. But again, it's these are totally different movies. I will, um, say, I, I will say, you're right, it is very hypnotic, but I feel I'm just going to talk about how much like the shining for a second yeah i feel like it's it makes sense with this one because i have to see and it's a very common thing if you just watch waves yeah lap up on a beach you start to understand the universe like things <laughs> shit just starts making sense to you and so i feel like that's a gimme when it's a movie like this and you're gonna make it slow yeah but the shining 
It's yeah. a hotel in the blizzard. You gotta try for that shit. It's great. Yeah. I love The Shining. The Shining's oh, so good. I might watch it tonight. <laughs> I'd like to watch The Shining again. Um. So, anyways, uh, bada bing, bada bam. Yeah, they're hanging out. Uh, Willem Dafoe is a wiki, and he apparently tends this light quite a bit. Robert Pattinson is a man who has uh, seemingly answered some sort of ad and is coming out there to uh, assist. Um, he's pissed that he has to do all the grunt work. Uh, yeah, it does suck, but also if you ask me, Willem Dafoe, it looks like an 80-year-old man. I think yeah. there's a degree to which yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I understand why I have to do all this. Yeah. Um, what else is kind of going on? Uh, let's talk a little bit about your your thing about how you're not supposed to understand this or whatever. Um, yeah, I love just little things like how you physically see Willem Dafoe smash up the boat, but then Willem Dafoe says, you just smashed out the lifeboat, right? Or like Willem Dafoe uh, axes Robert Pattinson in the chest. Yeah. And yet in the very last scene where he's going into the light, there's nothing on his chest. Yeah. He's not been axed. He, uh, or when um, Willem Dafoe comes in and he's just like we got to start rationing and he's like i think we'll be fine he's like no we need to start rationing he's like it's been a day i think we'll be fine he goes a day we've been here weeks yeah and it's um that's i that's what i got the most out of this time Mm -hmm. watching it is just how inconsistent so much of it is yeah and i think obviously it's on purpose Um, yeah Cause. beautiful genius uh, paced so well uh yeah you just ping pong back and forth between like thinking you have a grip and then realizing you have no fucking handle on anything that's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. um yeah it's great it's one of those movies that i barely look away from the screen for while it's on yeah. i'm just kind of like it, it, hypnotoed might as well be on the screen <laughs> yeah <laughs> i might as well be dream, drooling a little bit um yeah you know, you, it, it, it seems like the Willem Dafoe thing shouldn't work, or it should get annoying or something. Yeah. And yet it doesn't. Um, it's charming. It's believable, kind of, I guess, but also, like, I don't know, weird. Yeah, I don't know. So anyways, uh, yeah, they hang out. They do their little responsibilities. A one-eyed seagull starts fucking with the mm-hmm. Mr. Robert. Uh, oh, Mr. Robert finds that scrimshaw. Starts pumping out the water, and it comes out black, and he goes yeah. and he opens the thing, and there's a dead seagull in there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he finds the scrimshaw mermaid and jerks off to it, uh, but then he also... Hidden in his bed. Yeah, but then he yells at uh, Willem Dafoe later. He's like, I thought you tried to curse me. I found the scrimshaw thing or whatever, but I broke it, so you don't got any curse on me no more. <laughs> whatever, going crazy. Then he jerks off in the rainstorm at one point. Yeah, he jerks oh. off a few times with this movie. Yeah, I think he, tried, he, does he watches Willem Dafoe jerk off too for yep. a little while. Yeah, Willem Dafoe keeps a logbook. Yeah, Robert Pattinson really wants to get a look at that. He won't also really him. wants to get a look at the light. Yeah, won't let him in the light. Yeah, won't let him up in the light. Makes me laugh every time I watch this movie. But when he Robert Pattinson goes outside in the middle of the night to have a smoke and he looks up at the lighthouse and you see it in the light of the lighthouse, like when it's shining behind Robert Pattinson, you just see the silhouette of Willem Dafoe with his arms outstretched. <laughs> and he looks up and he's just naked, pressed up against the light. Yeah, I love it. very good. Uh, I also like when he, climbed, he carries that whole tank of oil up there and he's like, next time use this. Also, carry that shit back down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love I love their relationship in this movie because they very much so just hate each other's guts. Yeah. But because they're there for so long and they're the only two people there, yeah, they are friends at the yeah. same time, but they ah, you're only tolerable other. when you're drunk. Yeah, 
Like I love yeah. the, just scenes of them just screaming at each other and him being like, "Hey, I'm your, I'm your officer. You can't talk to me like that. If I, if I tell you to wash the floor again, you'll wash the floor again. And if I tell you to take up all these boards and take up all the nails and suck all the rest of them until they shine and tell you to reboard this whole place and then do it again, you'll do it. Yeah. And then the next scene, they're just like, "Oh, I once knew a maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. great. Yeah." I love it. I was gonna write down some great Willem Dafoe uh, lines, but yeah. I forgot. Um, I love when he's cursing him. He's like, "Hark, hark!" I had to look it up. Hark means look. <laughs> I love when he's painting the uh, lighthouse, and he's like, "Quit fidgeting!" And he's like, "I'm not fidgeting." <laughs> the yeah. fucking thing breaks. He fucking <laughs> yeah, gets knocked unconscious. Oh, so good. It's like a funny movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. All the farts. Kind of like. Kind of like. The Evil Dead too. Kind of like The Evil Dead too. Yeah. The Witch, not that funny. Not that funny. It's really not. It's really not. Um, I laugh when he's naked, and I laugh when Robert Pattinson is just exploding at him at the end, and he's like, "And you, Sailor Tom, horse shit, and you farts, you farts, you goddamn farts." You know, in a lot of ways, actually, The Witch and The Lighthouse are like The Evil Dead and The Evil Dead too. Are they really? Because think about it. They're both Don't spoil the witch for severely period-accurate horror films. Mm-hmm. This one has a lot of laughs and is arguably probably a little better because I think The Witch is yeah. maybe a little boring sometimes. Um, but yeah, I would say objectively, like The Lighthouse is the better one. Do you like The Witch more, though? No. Okay. I like The Lighthouse more. I like The Lighthouse more, but The Witch is still pretty metal. The Witch is, like, it's hardcore with the period accurate. I mean, it, they're, they're talking like it's legit, the, the crucible yeah. and shit. You know, they're, ye has to ask me. You sure you really want these? You know, like, that kind of a thing where you're like. Uh, there's also the scene that makes me laugh. The I was thinking about the fucking thing where he falls. That's really funny to me. Not really funny, but it's kind of funny. What else is funny? Um, Just Willem Dafoe in general. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Very funny. Um, Great actor. Great actor just incredible incredible um, actor that's why i wanted us to watch this because i was like boogie nights alfred from molina that'll work and i was like wait a second Willem Dafoe is in spider-man this is a great excuse to make chris watch the lighthouse with me <laughs> and i worked you idiot <laughs> played you like a fiddle yeah he's also in the boondock saints i'm not watching that one um another funny about. scene i love not i love but it makes me laugh they wake up after being drunk one night and uh our Pat goes up to the room to lay down on his bed, and just the shit bucket and piss bucket are full. And it, he picks them up, and as a scene of him outside, it's really windy, and he's very carefully walking them over to the edge of the the rock, and then he throws them over the rock, and the wind blows it all in his face, yeah. and he goes, ah! and then it cuts. <laughs> yeah, that's a great scene. That's very funny. Uh, not to take anything from it because that's hilarious. But have you seen the Big Lebowski? I was with it when he throws the ashes and it goes back. They're from ashes. Yeah. What was all that shit about Vietnam? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. We gotta watch that soon. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, anyways, uh, bada bing, bada bam. Yeah, and then he comes back in. He's like, "Oh, you stink like shit." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, because when he's out there, he sees a. I think he sees a mermaid again. She yells at him, and he comes back all shaken. He's like, "Yeah, you smell like shit." Yeah. You've been outside yelling for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love, uh, first time I saw this movie uh, with you at the Arclight, there's that, that that whole montage. I remember you see him humping the mermaid, and I'm like, mermaid ain't got no vagina. Why is he having sex with a 
A mermaid, if it doesn't have a vagina. Right when I thought that they showed this big close-up scene of a mermaid's vagina. I'm like, <laughs> ah, cool, all right. I got asked and answered, I guess. Very funny. Um, I think they called it, and I'm citing my source, it's Aaron Menke's lore. The okay. Custom of the Sea or something like that? You ever heard of that? No. Yeah, well, it was kind of an unwritten rule for a long time that if you were a seaman mm-hmm. and you guys were, like, stranded or something, when push came to shove, you would draw straws. Whoever drew the shortest straw would be murdered, and you would eat that person. The rest of the crew would eat that person to stay alive. Okay. And whoever drew the second shortest straw would have to do the murdering. Yeah. So there's a great okay. episode I could send to you about that. Sure. Because I think it's a really good episode of that show. Um, and it kind of deals with a couple of things. One of them, a little spoiler, is about a guy, uh, I think like a crew of guys or maybe a guy, who basically does that, but right at, like, has to do that because he got, like, shipwrecked or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But, like, right as England was moving towards uh, inventing the idea of common law. Yeah. And kind of, like, shifting attitudes. And so when he got home, everybody was like, oh, wow, poor soul. Because everybody had a lot of sympathy for it because they understood that that, that kind of had to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, but the people who were trying to establish English common law was like, this is murder. We're taking him to court. So I'm not going to spoil how that plays out and stuff like that, but, you know, so anyways. You brought that up right after the mermaid thing. So when you were saying that, you were like, whoever draws the shortest straw, and I was like, oh my God, it's the guy who gets the shortest straw, the guy that has to get fucked by everybody else for some reason? <laughs> oh, and you're like, that's the guy that they eat. And I was like, oh. And you're, <laughs> and you're like, the guy that draws the second shortest straw, I'm like, oh, is that the guy that gets fucked by everybody? <laughs> Thank God I was wrong twice. Yeah. Do you have anything uh, profound to say about this film? No. No? Um, uh, closest thing I have, I told you I was going to do research last night. That was a lie. I didn't. Yeah. Um, what an experience this film is. Yeah, I love it's it. It's really just a thing that you just got to experience. This um, is a movie I recommend. Absolutely. Uh, something I never thought about. I'm sure it's very obvious to anybody who's familiar with it, and I am just tangentially familiar with it so it didn't really strike me anytime i watched this movie uh but yeah the whole prometheus yeah um there's also the thing i think it's uh about two guys who were lighthouse keepers that got stranded for like a prolonged period of time the lighthouse yeah but uh no there's like a historical thing that i think like uh there's not much known about it's kind of a mystery like like roanoke getting carved into the post at that Mm -hmm. virginia whatever the hell and I think that's something also Robert was reading about or whatever, like researching too. So that's another thing I'd like to do mm. some research. Wouldn't that be fun if you would have yeah. done the Prometheus shit and I would have done that thing? Yeah. But, you know, instead we talked about uh, who gets fucked. I typed up a bunch of fake letters. Don't stop spilling your beans. Um, you shouldn't have spilled your beans. One thing I I don't like about this movie. Huh? Um gets me every time i see it every time it happens i'm like mm, all right uh he's humping the mermaid and then you get a shot of the lighthouse on its side mm. and the shot turns yeah like a, like a giant dick yeah I'm like all right, you're right. Okay. just for that i'm gonna give it an a minus you're right yeah you're right what would you have given it before that i was honestly thinking like man a plus i don't like anything about this thing you don't hate anything about it I like this movie a lot. Yeah. This deserves too. an A plus as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Let me give this an A plus. Yeah. It's a movie I see myself watching arguably for the rest of my life. 
You were watching Cowboy Bebop the other day. What's the thing it says at the end where it's like, see you later, cowboy, or something? Yeah. I thought that could be a good sign-off for you. No. You don't want it? I have tried to watch Cowboy Bebop dozens of times in my life. Yeah? I watched the first episode. I go, I like that. I started watching the second episode. I'm like, I like this. And then I just start doing something else. And I look at my TV, and I'm like... Well, it's like nine episodes in, and I haven't watched the last, like, seven. Well, yeah, because the other day you walked away, and, like, three episodes played while I was doing shit. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I would really like to get into, like, 80s anime. Yeah, me too. That's a nice that's, look. That's what gets me about Cowboy Bebop, is I really like, like, dirty 80s, 90s anime. Where it still looks kind of grainy, like, for yeah. some reason. Like, they almost, like, it looks like they used a film camera to, like, film the fucking pictures they drew or something. Like, yeah, it's kind of grainy. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's what old animation was. You just take a picture yeah. of every frame of well, a film camera. Phenomenal. Yeah. Like uh, even Sailor Moon's got that about it. Or the oh. original Dragon Ball series before Dragon Ball Z when he's a little baby. Mm-hmm. Now I used to love Sailor Moon. Computers. Yeah, well, there was that one episode where Sailor Moon gives blood one night, but she gave blood so now she's weak, and so all of her friends have to fight her bales for her. I don't know why that stood out in my brain so much. I haven't seen a frame of Sailor Moon. Oh, I loved it when I was growing up. She is the one called Sailor Moon. I loved Dragon Ball Z as a kid. I just loved staying up later than I was supposed to watch Toonami. Yeah. Which is very funny to think about that. Like, Toonami came out at like 9.30, I think. But I still felt bad staying yeah, up Yeah, isn't it crazy that Toonami did that? And then also they still, at some point, like Adult Swim had to happen. Yeah, like 11. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, anyways. I guess uh, that's that mattress, man. I gotta find a way to say it that like feels a little more like. All right, here we go. Here's a good read. That's that mattress, man. That was better. You're right. Can you do it for me as Toby Maguire? Oh, 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 oh boy, that's. Uh, I think that's that, Mary Jane. That was that good. Give me a Mark Wahlberg. Uh, hey, uh, that's that mattress, man. That's. That's that. Uh, no, that's not good. Don't worry. I, give, give, it, give it another go. You got this in you. Oh, God. All right. Hang on. All right. I see this name, and it's just, like, so sharp. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's that, Mattress Man. No, that wasn't good. I don't got it in me. That's that, Mattress Man. No. Oh, God, I don't have it. I don't have it. Can I give you a line reading? Of? That. As Mark Wahlberg, it's, that. that's it. That's that, Mattress Man. That's that. Oh, yeah, he would. Yeah, he'd emphasize something else. Yeah. That's that, Mattress Man. That's that. I don't know. I don't got it. I don't, have no, it right I don't think you're going to get this. I'm sorry. I no. have so much faith in you. Yeah, it's okay. If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time, 